Kelly Shane. Welcome to the Sports Blog New York Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. If you have not done so already, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this fine podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, and of course, always on SoundCloud as well. Today is the day for fantasy football to get real. And I have one message to give to you. If you did your draft already, especially if you did all your drafts already, you're a sucker. You played yourself. You played yourself. Because people be getting hurt in the preseason all day long. And if you're smart like me, you save your drafts for the last minute. So you know exactly what's going to happen. But it don't matter about that because hopefully you didn't do your draft yet. And if you did, please listen to this anyway so you can learn where you did good or where you did wrong. But we got a good guest in the building today. We're going to talk fantasy football. But first, you know what it is. A word from our presenting sponsor. Wooter Apparel is the number one shop for custom uniforms and apparel. It has the lowest prices, two to three week turnaround, every sport and any design you can imagine. Go to WooterApparel.com or at Wooter Apparel on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's W-O-O-T-E-R Apparel.com. Check them out. And the best part is use discount code SBNY at your purchase. That's discount code SBNY for the fully custom uniforms for basketball, baseball, football, hoodies, backpacks, hats, anything you can imagine. Any design you can imagine. It's a fantastic service, so check them out at wooderapparel.com. Without further ado, Phil DeMeo, co-founder of SBNY, sportsblognorth.com. What's up, man? How are we doing? Doing great. How was your draft? I didn't do any yet. Good boy. I'm a smart boy. Good boy. I'm a good boy. And Joe Stahlback, another co-founder of SBNY, in here to talk fantasy football. What's up, brother? Nothing, man. Happy to be here. How, how about you? Have you done a draft yet? Uh, I've done one. One and one, right? Yes, that's, I've done one. That's nice, though. Yeah, you know? it was all right. So is the big one coming? Or the big did you one's do- coming Sunday. The warm-up. That's the big one. Yeah, that one's just a, a warm-up. Some old college buddies. There you go. Happy I didn't have anyone who got hurt. One of my friends had Spencer Ware and Julian Edelman. There you go. Ooh. That's rough. And that's why I say, that guy's a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Not before week three of the preseason. You can add to week before week three. That's it's, it. It's a cardinal, week cardinal th- sin if you don't. Week three is the cutoff, right? Like, I feel... I see some people, you know, whether it be on Snapchat stories or my friends saying, oh, I'm doing this this weekend. If it is, it can be a serious league. Well, it, can't be, it, can't, it can't be for a lot of money. I know people who, who are doing destination fantasy drafts, like, at week one of the preseason. I'm like, what are you doing? I understand if, like, it's hard to get everybody together in a room. But I tell you, you got to plan months in advance then. Try to get everybody together for a two-week span. I hear that. Like, if you're doing a destination fantasy draft, you're planning that, yeah. right? you got to plan that for after week three. Definitely. These people are out of their mind. Now, I, if, I, if I know correctly here, you guys are actually in the same, quote, big league. Your, yes, yes. your fantasy league that is your most important, your your pride and joy is the same league. And from my perspective, it's one of the more intense fantasy football leagues that I've seen. Can you guys talk a little bit about that with your website and, and what it means to you guys? Well, um, How it gets so real? Our, this is our sixth year doing our auction league. Um, this is probably 365 like all year round. We have an off-season we trade in. Um, there's a cap. Um, there's a league. Our rule is from the Super Bowl goes 0-0-0, zero, 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 no clock goes. You can make a trade for anybody. I made a trade 30 seconds after Super Bowl ended. What? So hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I clarify some things first? Because I, I, I don't know if it's just me or if these listeners here for the Sports Blogging Art Podcast are a little curious as well. So first off, it's an auction league, right? Auction Let's get that out of the way. Auction. Which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it like a full keeper that you can trade people after the Super Bowl? Like oh, yeah. When we'll, does this we'll keeper... Explain, we'll explain the whole thing right now if you want. Okay, all right. So you, let's do you, that. Can't just, you can't just dive into that. There's a whole structure. 
I'm glad. I'm glad. I want to talk about this, and something that we obviously planned before this to talk about the auction versus the traditional. So I'm I'm in the in the boat of only really familiar with the traditional draft setup, mm-hmm. snake or whatever you want, like that, whatever you want to call it. That's what I'm used to. No auction, no budget, none of that. No keeper. I've done keepers. Keepers are pretty straightforward. Your big one, a keeper. My two are equal, and one is a keeper. Okay. Yes. So keepers are cool. I'm into keepers, mm-hmm. but this auction thing is like way more intricate. And to any of our listeners who may not know about auction drafts, break it down for me because it is a little complicated, and especially with your league, seems even a little more complicated. Mm-hmm. So break it down. How does it work? How do you draft the whole nine? All right. So with our league, we start off. Everyone gets two hundred dollars. So you have two hundred dollars spent at the draft. Uh, an auction is called equal opportunity drafting. So in comparison E-O-D. with snake drafts, when the computer randomizes an order, or you f- go from last year's standings. And the first guy just magically ends up with David Johnson. That's not what we want. We want everyone to have a chance to get David Johnson. You want you want the best guy. You have two hundred dollars to spend. You want to spend sixty or seventy or eighty dollars on him. Go ahead. It's your money to spend. Put your money where your yeah, mouth is. Exactly. You want a guy. Go get him. So that's that's and the big. David Johnson's a little bit of a bad example because he's being kept, obviously. But yeah. a guy like um, Julio Jones is available this year. Julio could be available. Gronk's gonna be available this year. I'm not keeping him. Okay. So if you want Gronk, smart move by the way. You want Gronk? He's been, you know, I love Gronk to death, but you know he's screwed me at the end of the season. I need him the most, and just can't have it anymore. I might, I might still draft him still, but no. For a value pick. For a value pick. So yeah. if, the, if the price is right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to draft. Him. And that could be in the first round. It could be in the fifth round. There's, it could be in the tenth round. There's no rounds. No rounds. Oh, what? So auction. We have the twelve of us. We go around. I go first. I can nominate any non-keepers. So to bring it back a little bit, our keepers are. You can keep anybody in your team who's under two hundred dollars. So if I, you get $10 more added to your value after. Okay. So, so we'll take this very good example. Although Beckham was dreaded for a dollar his rookie year. Whoa. If you remember, he was hurt. Yes. Kind of an unknown. That's for a dollar. Now, you get $10 more every year. He's been the best keeper you could have probably in our history, right? And he's still probably. Now, this year, he's only worth $31. Wow. Out of $200. So on open market, you guys need to go for 60 maybe, maybe yeah. 70 So um, the keepers go $10 more each round. Uh, now, trading-wise, in the off-season, you can trade anybody you want. Really, anybody you want, you can trade for. So you don't declare your keepers until closest to draft we, time. We you declare it tomorrow, actually. So yeah, tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. There you go. So, like, if I have um, Tom Brady, and I know I'm not keeping him, I can try, I can gauge the league, does anyone want Tom Brady and give me a keeper that right. I want? So, yesterday, I was on the fence about keeping Martellus Bennett. Like, he had a $12 value. I don't know. So our friend who loves uh, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, he, he texted me, um, what's the deal with Patel's Bennett? Go, do you want him? Make an offer. He gave me Rob Kelly for 11 I don't love Rob Kelly, but Rob Kelly is starting running back for $11 in the league. That's great value. You can't pass that up. Right. It's very, very strategic. I love that you guys have like a 365 fantasy football league. Yeah. That's really exciting. There's, two, there's only two periods where you can't draft. From our trade deadline, it's probably mid-November to obviously the Super Bowl. Right. So that's about two months. When Super Bowl goes zero, you could trade up until it was today. Wow. That's really interesting. That's, that is a cool system. I mean... Like you said, if you happen to have a, a draft pick where, you know, you randomize it every year and you get one, you know, you love that you can get David Johnson. A monkey, then you a also, monkey, a monkey could pick David Johnson first. But, right, and then also you don't pick again for so long, and, like, yeah. that's frustrating. Yeah. And then right. if you get five, you never have back-to-back picks. And then, you know, there's all these, uh, you know, crapshoots to right. one of those snake drafts. Spend, this one, you could spend all your money within minutes. We've had friends who spent that full $200 on, like, Three guys, and then you board the rest of the yeah, draft. You, you have to wait. wait till the end and get guys for a dollar because you went big on three guys. That's scary. 
Well, I, I remember people... last year our friend, he had Livian Bell, he had a receiver, Des Bryant. Yeah, he had Russell he just, Wilson. He just, I mean, he had Russell Wilson and Lev Bell, a good amount. He spent like Des Bryant 50 yards, he just sat there for like an hour. That sounds like a horrible team. It sounds like he probably didn't do that well, unless he crushed the waiver wire. Yes, right. he, uh, he missed the playoffs by like a point. Uh, that's not bad. <laughs> that's well, like, good. Then you have guys like, we have another friend who every single year has $20, $30 left over. And that's not good, I presume. That's terrible, because you then pass up an opportunity to get a big-time player like LaShawn McCoy. Let's say he went for a 60 and you could have went up to 64, 65, and now you have all this money left over. Well, you just missed out on a big guy, and you're stuck with, like, a Gio Bernard or an Eddie Lacy or something like that. So where, where does that money go at the end if you Nowhere. have left over? Can't go home with it. So use it. Use it or so lose for it. For our free agents, we have $50 budget, separate budget for waiver wire. That's okay. pretty standard. Yeah, yeah. Waiver wire or budget, so we have $50 for that. That makes sense. And um, for keepers, for free agents-wise, you take the average value of a projected player. So quarterback average, quarterback average went for $18 last year. So you keep a quarterback. with the running back. Running back for eighteen dollars. So you keep like a say um, who got picked up. Jerry Jai got drafted. Say Jerry Jai was uh, was drafted. You picked him up to keep him with eighteen dollars. Oh, that's pretty nice. It's yeah. a little average, uh, yeah. happy medium yeah. type thing. That's really cool. Yeah, so, it, it averages that because like Aaron Rodgers go for forty, but then like um, Eli Manning go for two. So it'll average out at the end. Understood. That's pretty cool. So I I, I will I will say this because I heard you guys say this before from both of you guys as well. You said once you did an auction draft, you couldn't go back. And you fell in love with it. Do, like if you if you had friends who were in a league who did just regular serpentine, never did the auction. Give me like your your sales pitch, like your elevator pitch of why just ditch the, the regular draft and do an auction. It's just I don't know. It's yeah. just better. It's fair. You get, you get to play. It's the so much more want. fun instead of sitting yeah. and just waiting for your turn. Like it's just it's action. you know like we never you're, downtime. You're in the fourth round of the draft. Running back or receiver now, like. There's none of that. If I want two running backs and one three receivers, you go get it like right away if you want. And then if you get a good auctioneer, it's like, oh, go once, go twice, yeah. and you got someone in the back, you know, twelve dollars, and yeah. then everyone, oh, thirteen. Like it's exciting. It's yeah. fun. Everyone's it's involved. Just so much fun. You can basically be in play for any pick, any pick right. you want. Any pick. Price, like obviously you can't pick Julio Jones. You don't expect to get Gronk, and then you'll expect to get Lashawn McCoy. It's not gonna happen. Right. I mean, if you do, then you're just stuck if with you a do, bunch of one dollars. One dollar left, and like, I mean, I guess you got a good team, but. You don't have a deep team. Anyway, my philosophy is I like a little bit of a deep team. Right. Players are going to get hurt. Players are going to do bad. you got to have a little bit of a bench. I'm not saying you should have, like, you know, stars all over the place. But you need a little depth. Some players, some people like to do, you know, give me all the big guys my front top four, and I'll figure it out yeah, from there. That's what right. I do. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it can really expose a GM's prowess here because if somebody blows their load early and then they have no money left, their team could be really, really weak. Some right. guys like, like rookies. Like, um, McCaffrey's probably going for, like, 30 40 bucks maybe. Right. I'm not sure. He right. spent sixty eight dollars a week last year, and it paid off. And it worked for you. It, but it doesn't off. always work. Everyone's just an injury away. That's like true. My league or or did, a six game suspension. Yeah. For <laughs> my, my league I did last week. I got David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and Old Beckham on the same team in an auction. Yeah, and you spent a lot of money. I'm assuming I spent like one hundred eighty dollars on the three of them. Wow. And then uh, just the mix rest and match. Of my team is just like that is fascinating because you know what you could really make some power plays and right. get the guys that you really really exactly. want. That makes it really interesting because, you know, when I plan for a regular draft, which we're going to get into. I'm trying to think of a rookie who, who was a bust last year or recent rookie bust. Uh, that's like Cordell Patterson. Like Corey Coleman last year. Corey Coleman. Yeah. People played 20 out of Corey Coleman. He played, what, three games? Yeah. Stuff like that. It's crazy because I, I should have spent that money on somebody who was an unknown. It's, you know, Very interesting. A lot of factors. We're going to start talking about a bunch of players. We're not going to bore you with auction versus regular draft the whole time. Uh, but it is interesting, though, because, you know, when I plan for a regular draft – I'm thinking, all right, where does a guy like Joe Mixon go? 
Maybe he's going to go early in the third round. Maybe he's going to go in the fifth round. Maybe someone loves him is going to take him in the second. And you have to plan about when other people are going to jump on guys, and you don't know. Like this, the guy gets put in front of your face and make your move. Get him or don't get him. Spend your money or don't spend your money. And you could also play strategy to drive prices up. So if you don't want a guy and you know somebody does, drive that price up a little bit. You could be stuck with him. That's pretty interesting. It's very give and take. I'm sure this will come up as we talk about more guys, but let's start moving on. Um, yeah, we we'll, talk about players. players. Now you're saying like, where is he gonna go? Me and Joe think how much is he, how much is he worth? Right. And I, maybe it's just in our league in general because he'd be worth something in your league. Because we have keepers all over the place. Right. So it's really supply and demand. Right. And you got to know your owners too. Like we have a couple guys, Aaron Rodgers. Every single year, my friend wants Aaron Rodgers, so we know he's gonna spend fifty, sixty on Aaron Rodgers. Same thing with my friend who's a Lions fan. He gets. Half the Lions team every year. He's going to get st- uh, Stat Padford. Right. You know he's going to go after his guys. So maybe you nominate those guys so he spends all his money. Like, it's all strategy. We got some Giants fans. <clears throat> you don't love Eli. You don't still on Shepard this year. Right. Stuff like that. Yeah. I, I I love Gronk. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pay for him tomorrow, but, like, I love Gronk. That's not a secret. I'm Gronk every year. Right. Well, like that. that's interesting stuff. And, Joe, you did a great job there with a little segue action. Yep. Before we uh-huh. really get into our, you know, deep dive into different positions and guys we love, guys we don't love guys who are sleepers, all that stuff, all the fun stuff of fantasy, all the stuff that really drives us to love this great sport of fantasy, fantasy football. Let's talk about our guy who you just mentioned, Matthew Stafford. Just became the highest paid quarterback in the league. And in my opinion... Was the one that's dropping your mouth? Or is- no, you, now you just told me how you feel. I, I don't think I feel the same way as, as you then. Because in my opinion, that little phrase, highest paid quarterback in the league, is absolutely irrelevant. The only thing that matters is that the Lions have a quarterback. So I am personally all for it. Thumbs up to Detroit for stabilizing the hardest position to stabilize in the NFL. You may have paid a little bit now, but hopefully it'll pay off later. I'm in. What do you guys think about Matt Stafford's well, contract? Two interesting words you said stabilizing. You're paying $135 million to stabilize or $135 million to win? I think you need to be stable at the quarterback position to win the okay. games. I have kind of two takes on this. Who are they bidding against? Why do they have to give this guy a big contract like that? I understand the market, I understand the price is going up, but who are they outbidding for $135 million? Do you want me to name teams? Because if Matt Stafford Is he going to go? Is he going to go to the Jets, he going to go to the 49ers? If, he, if so, then you put the money on the table. But I think you just don't outbid yourself. So you're saying, all right, they pay him, what, what is he getting? Uh, 29 a year, a year? 27. 27 a year? Maybe they should give him 24 a year? Just like... 23 a year? I like, I wish, to me, that's irrelevant. I though. wish it was like baseball, basketball, these stars tested the market. There hasn't been a quarterback in my lifetime who, let, who was in his prime and hit the market. That's Can you name one? No, because they all no. stay. It's, I want to see it, though. I want to see it. I remember him a couple years ago. He told me, oh, I thought Cam was going to do it. Yeah. Well, Andrew Luck should be doing it. Cause Come I, on, guys. Because I want to see, like, in the NBA where these guys, like... Take meetings. Like, yeah, like, Melo went to the Houston yeah. and they had the big poster of him outside the stadium. Like, I want to see that with a quarterback. The NFL like the needs most, to make that move. You don't do it. Like, it would be awesome. Like, I thought Cam was going to be the guy. I thought Cam was going to, you know, go. Oh, I'm taking a meeting here and yeah. here, and you know, see where he gets the best offer. Like, you know why they didn't do it? Because it's guaranteed money. Right. Money's in front of them. Just take it. They run with it. But if they, they, they get the it's the injury factor. They get the incentives before their contract is up. Right. That's the whole reason why this happens. I was just going to say though, but think about how much more guaranteed money you can get. If you're Cam Newton and I'm you're like, hey, I had the Jets, I had the Panthers, I had the Colts, I have Jaguars all in front of me. Who's giving me the most money? Right. Like, that's that's exciting. If the NFL wants to own the offseason like the NBA happened. did last year, woo, let's and get NFL moving. NFL season, a week the offseason yeah. is. Yeah. You know who might do that? My who would be the first guy? He's not a quarterback. 
Odell. Odell. Yeah. Watch out, man. That guy's going to be... I can see him He's going to be all over the league. What you going to pay me? Oh, what you going to pay me? What you going to pay me? We do a whole podcast for you guys. But he's close to the NBA guys, but... Yeah, he he knows his value in New York. I don't know. He's been on an hour. Oh, the injury thing, like he just had the ankle in preseason. Like, like, look up, um, I Bell Bell shouldn't be touching the field. He hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't he's shown he's up. Ready, yet. He's ready, he's ready go. So wait, let's stick to this Matt Stafford stuff also, though, so we can get back to fantasy. So Joe, I, I didn't get your take. We got Phils. How do you feel about Matt Stafford's contract? Here's my thing. Detroit was back into a corner because if you lose Matt Stafford, then what are you going to do? You're going to be like the Jets, and you're going to have. Signed Josh McCown and then pray that you get a bad draft pick. Wait, wait, wait. You want to know what they'd be like? The Lions before they had Matt Stafford. <laughs> right. They'd Horrible. be the Lions before they had Matt Stafford. Horrible. Yeah. Now, it's so much money. Now, Aaron Rodgers is going to break that next season because he's up for a contract. Aaron Rodgers is 33 years old. But Stafford, I saw his record against winning teams is 5-46 and 46 in his career. That's That's insane. That's bad. I also think that... I don't know how you build a team around a quarterback that's... I don't think he's great. I wouldn't put him in the top tier. I think he's, like, an... I don't want to say average. Slightly above average. Like, where would you put Matt Stafford? Do you think he's the guy that's going to win your Super Bowl? There's only a handful of guys can do that. He's not one of them. Right. He's a guy who needs a defense or a run game to win a Super Bowl. Right, like Joe like Flacco. Like most of the did. other guys in the league. Right, and Joe Flacco, that was he was on his rookie deal, and now Flacco's getting paid a lot, and the Ravens are struggling to build around him. So if I told you Stafford just signed, what, a five-year deal? Yep. So if I gave you un- over under .5 NFC Championship appearances for the Lions in that five-year span, you taking the over or the under? Can you repeat that? I'm giving you .5. Over under. Over under. I mean, one in five Lions years. NFC Championship game appearances for the Oof. next five years while they have Matt Stafford. Oh, man. That's a tough a play- question. They haven't won a playoff game since 1992. Because, yeah, right. Like, on what grounds can I say yes? Exactly. On what grounds can I say yes? But I wh- you- how, uh, let's say over under a half, po- .5, let's do the same thing, mm-hmm. over under .5 playoff appearances if they don't have Matt Stafford as their quarterback. That's true. So you got to be in it to win it. Right. But. You know what I mean? It's no man's own. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a it's a risk that you have to take. Like, look, let's think about the quarterbacks who won a championship without a good defense or a good running game. Like, they don't exist. Maybe Drew Brees when he won the one in New <laughs> Orleans. Had a good defense, they had a good defense. The, the one year they right, had a good defense. Turnovers, like, yeah, really. very very good defense. You know, like all these yeah, quarterbacks who win championships have the supporting cast. Yeah. So Matt Stafford's a guy who, with the right supporting cast, should be able to take a team to the next level. But how do you get a sporting cast when you're paying your quarterback twenty seven million? Figure that out later, man, because if you got if you got Josh McCown behind behind center, you got nothing. I know, it's tough. It's a tough league, man. It's tough. That's you see, for uh, real. Have staff in the Kershaw or high school buddies. Which Kershaw. is so cool. Kershaw is the center and the, the highest paid their yeah, position. They're both. they're both the highest paid players in their respective sports and they were high school like best friends. Yeah. Matt Stafford was, I believe, Clayton Kershaw's catcher in high school. And um, Kershaw was his center freshman year. Which blows, that's hilarious. That's crazy. How funny I, 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 I read that like, no way. Tough loves. Loves. That, that means yeah. he just didn't really play. He wasn't a football guy. <laughs> Clayton wasn't a football guy. He stuck to throwing the ball <laughs> uh, right from 60 feet, 6 inches. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, that's some good stuff on Matt Stafford there. Again, this is the SBNY Podcast. My name is Pete Kennedy. I'm here with Joe Stahlback, Phil DeMeo. We're here to talk fantasy, though. We just did 20 minutes on auction versus traditional and Matt Stafford, and that's good stuff because the auction versus traditional stuff is really interesting. I think the auction, from what I'm hearing from you guys and more friends and Twitter and uh, different out, uh, outlets like CBS Sports or ESPN, whatever, they're more into this auction thing, and I think it's growing and growing and growing. 
more freedom, more uh, strategizing. I love it. You get a chance so, to sit, sit, like, sit in a uh, washing league, you should do it. I, I would. I would. I, I'm open to try one next year. Maybe I'll sneak one, sneak into one this yeah. year. I'll do one online for free just to test the water. Oh, it has to be kid do online. Yeah, it's got to be. That's fair. That's that's a good point. Well, anyways, let's move on. We were just talking about Matt Stafford. All the old Jeff should be in person. Yeah. yeah, even if you're doing it on your computer, I like to be with most of the people. That's definitely fair. So let's start off with the quarterback position because a position that a couple years ago, in my opinion, became the premier position of fantasy when they just started throwing numbers through the roof is now one of those positions that you look at and say, I can wait. I can wait on guys. I don't need to go after the big, the big guy and blow my load. Mm-hmm. I can hold on and get these middle guys because they're not too far off. We went, we've been uh, listening to Floyd Mayweather, blow my load. Yeah, I said that <laughs> twice already today, huh? I already said that twice in one podcast. I don't know if I've ever said that once before yeah, in a pod. So. But anyway. For quarterbacks, um, yeah, I, I feel like I was a little early in the curve. I always like Drew Brees on my team. I always like these big guys on my team. But now, my, my theory of quarterbacks is if you like – you have to pick out what you want to root for. Because basically, besides Rodgers, Brady, even still Brees, like, the rest of them are relatively – give you the same production. Right. So if you like Mariota – Pick them. If you hate Cam Newton, they'll be forced to pick Cam Newton. It's very simple. Because there's guys who will perform equal to him. Yes. Easy. Yes. I tend to agree. I mean, I look at the quarterback position as a position, if you're not getting Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, and Tom Brady was a little weird last year with his four-game suspension, but if you're not getting one of those two guys, fill your other needs yeah, first. Because running back, I think, with, no one. with the average quarterbacks. Back in the day when fantasy was first really taken off, and like I first started playing fantasy as a young lad, the running back position absolutely ran the show. It was the thing you needed early because they got the points. Yeah. They were the horses. Of I your think team. it still does. I think you really can't win with like a, a little Powell with your running back. I, that's exactly where I was going. They went away as the main key focal point of fantasy, and right now because they're so scarce and there's so few running backs who are premier running backs right. in the league. Everyone's sharing backfield. You need to go for them quick, right? Quarterbacks are not like that. So Joe, off the top of your head, take Aaron Rodgers and Brady out of this. Who are the quarterbacks that really jump off the screen at you this year if you're looking at a draft board? Um, one of them is Marcus Mariota in Tennessee. One reason is because he can do it with his legs. He gets rushing yards. He gets rushing touchdowns. He has a great offensive line. He has a good run game. So that those are all things you have to factor in. A guy like Andrew Luck is great, but he has no offensive line. He's always hurt because of his offensive line sucks. So you want a guy who's going to be back there, standing in the pocket. Like last year I had Dak Prescott as my quarterback. He's barely getting touched every game. He has so much time to scan the field. He gets rushing touchdowns as well. Didn't turn the ball over. Right, doesn't turn the ball over. You don't get in, minus points for interceptions. Like Stuff like that is huge. And now you, the, the quarterback position you had, like, I, I was like 13 or 14 guys last year who threw for 4,000 yards. So if like, you want to wait on a quarterback and fill other needs, I think that's the, the best strategy you can have. Because, like, on NFL.com right now, Philip Rivers is their 15th ranked quarterback. And if you end yeah. up with Philip Rivers as your quarterback, right. whether and if you get him, say, you know say you get him in the eighth round, which is totally realistic. I don't even, I'm not right. even using that much science there. Like I think just throwing a random round that sounds about right for Philip Rivers. How are you? How are you right. not happy? Get, it might be later than that. Probably 30 touchdowns and whatever, almost 5,000 yards. He might have like a resurgent year. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's the thing. So last year the guy was Matt Ryan, right? Matt Ryan was the guy who took right. his numbers to the next level last year. Exactly. Can you expect him to do that again this year? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't quite see that. Another guy who I think people are going to use it again, I might as well go all, all in on this, people are going to blow their load on, 
is Derek Carr. Uh, oh, you took yeah, more than my mouth. He's the one guy I love this year. You I, love him this and year. I, I, Greg, I, the auction league, he's had for $11 this year. And I'm the oh. opposite. I traded him in our auction league to get Kelvin Benjamin. Wow. When? Off season. This offseason? Off <laughs> yeah, this offseason. Because you're, you're in my boat here. Because I'm a guy who doesn't spend on quarterback. I won't spend more than $5 on a quarterback. Like Dak Prescott, I picked up on waivers last year. Wow. And he, I, was, he obviously wasn't drafted. So, no, so give, give, your, give your opinion. So you love Derek Carr this year. Right, he had a great year last year. You right, think he's going to keep it going? He was an MVP candidate that he got hurt. Oh, yeah. So I, if, in plays in general, the, you want players who will be winning teams for the most part. Unless that guy, LaShawn McCoy, people like that, you know they're going to produce no matter what team they are. Someone's so, got to get the yards. They want to go to Super Bowl this year. He's going he's to he's gonna ball out. You know, I think one player is going to ball out. Um, I always like Big Ben. He, he, he has hurt a lot. He's not a fantasy guy for me. He's not. I he's, had him last I, year. I had him last year, too. When he, <laughs> he, he plays, he puts you 30 points a game sometimes. Yeah. He has his games where he gets A-B a couple, down the sideline a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But there's games where yeah, he's... Yeah, Lundell, he's getting passes to do. Yeah. Um, no, the quarterback I like, I like Mario, like Joe said. I think Cousins, you know... You go, oh, is this year, is he really that good? Look at his stats. Look at his, his resume. Cousins puts up numbers every year. Yeah. Don't be shy at all. It's Kirk right. Cousins. He's a good player. Fan, when you talk fantasy, Kirk Cousins, solid. Mm-hmm. Very solid. And that's what it comes down to with the quarterbacks for me. So many solid choices. Another guy who I think, like Derek Carr, is going to go earlier than maybe he deserves, and that is due in part to hard knocks. Oh, I don't know if you guys have been yeah, watching. Absolutely. But Jameis Winston is dominating hard knocks. Right. He's, He's a stud. fantastic leader, character. You know, funny, well, like, the whole nine. The guy's got the whole yeah, package going for him. Good wide receivers, too, to throw the ball to. And I, I don't know. I'm keeping Mike Evans around. I don't know if this would, receiver. Oh, Mike Evans, great. I don't know if this would translate to an auction, but I know in a serpentine draft, the old school way, a guy like Jameis in a hard knock season who's getting the spotlight is going to go sooner. Early, yeah, so if definitely. you want Jameis Winston, which is not a bad idea, I think he's going to have a good year, mm-hmm. you better step up to the plate and take him. Before other someone else does. I think that's, that's a negative of saying drafts. So once one quarterback, two quarterbacks, you go like, oh, you panic a little bit on right. your quarterback. Right. In option, you can sit back as long as you want, as long as the guy you want. And say you have three guys in your head, as long as they're not called, you're like, I might get a little cheaper now, you know, something like that. You kind of cross over, you get the quarterback, you get right. the quarterback, you get the quarterback. What I usually do is I'll like separate that. him into tiers. So, like, I'll have Brady, Rogers, Breeze in one tier, then I'll have a group of five or six guys where if I know I don't get one, I'm not going to panic because, like, yeah. at the end of the year, they're probably all going to have similar stats. And what I like to do is always pair one of my receivers or a tight end with the quarterback to get the double points. That's huge with me. That the way you guys are just talking about this auction draft, man. I, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing wrong? I'm do, I know what I'm doing wrong. I'm not doing the auction. I have Evans. I should. I should, I should look for Winston, but I like other guys. The price is right. I'm not gonna pick them. That's nice. I like that a lot. I also have Brandon Cooks, but Tom Brady's being cut. Right. Right. Well, Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and now Brandon <laughs> Cooks without Julian Edelman. Brady was drafted. Brady was drafted a cap for 15 last year with the suspension. <sighs> That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. All right, well, let's keep moving here. I have one more quarterback that I want to throw out there. Or should I save him for the sleepers that we're going to do towards I have, the end? I wouldn't need quarterbacks. I was in New York, New York podcast. Eli Manning. Fantasy value is weird with him, right? His fan. Oh, man. I, I'm, I stay away. I stay away from Eli. I, if Worst case scenario, he's your backup. You'll ha- you're happy. Like he's a classic good backup to have. If you end up having him on your bench and your quarterback gets hurt, because there'll be someone that gets hurt, you're not going to be mad that Eli's your starter, but you're not going to be happy if he's your week one starting quarterback. No, people who- that was me last year. He was my starting quarterback. I got him for like a dollar. And by like week two, I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> there you people go. People who have Odell, though, do you think you should be tempted to pick him? I, I am keeping Odell. Uh, and so my are you looking at Eli? No. Would you ever consider Eli? No. Sure. I mean... Like, late round. Late. I'm waiting. But I, I, I have plenty of, a plethora of quarterbacks I'd go before Eli. Okay. 
And that's well, me being a Giants fan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I shouldn't even write his name <laughs> on the draft board. The draft of Jenny Manziel or Christian Hackenberg. Imagine he just him and Robbie Anderson, man. Robbie Anderson's the guy who probably come up later in this podcast. All right, I have one more quarterback, but I'm not going to bring up now. So if you guys have any other quarterback talk, speak or no. wait until the end. Just pick, a, pick a guy you want to root for. That was my idea. That's yeah, your thing. Don't, it's fun to watch. Don't jump. Definitely don't jump a quarterback. Don't jump for quarterbacks unless you love Roger. Unless you, love you unless you love a guy like that much. I think the best strategy is to wait because all these guys are so good now. What do you do with Drew Brees this year? So Drew Brees, does Drew Brees dial it down finally? No. I think he's like, like 9,000 yards away from the record. He's going to get 4,000 yards again. Yeah, it's just you throw a bunch of touchdowns. It's like, it's like the Spurs with the NBA. You're always like, oh, this is the year he dies down. And yeah. You look at the end of the year, it's 5,000 yards. I think he's left tackle just to hurt, no? The Saints won't be very good. They don't really have any good receivers, but they'll put up numbers. Right. <laughs> I think uh, and I mean, even uh, when teams are trailing, like fantasy is so weird because like two years ago, Blake Bortles balled out. Yeah. It's because the Jaguars down by like 20 every fourth quarter. He would just throw bombs to Allen Robinson. Hearns and Robinson like, were just going off. He was great. I had, a, so yeah, I had a snake eater the other day. And Bortles drafted like, I chuckled a little bit like, that's, that that's not good. That's not very good. All right. Well, let's keep it moving. Let's move over to running backs. But again, this is the SBNY podcast. If you're enjoying this fine podcast, don't forget, subscribe. Click one button. Really easy. Subscribe. You'll get uh, notified every time we have a new episode. And if you like what you've been hearing, drop some stars, drop a review. Let us know what you think, what you want to hear more of. Because we love hearing some feedback. We love doing this pod, and we love nothing more to have you guys uh, reach out and tell us if you like it. But let's keep moving. Let's get to running backs. So running backs, for me, are now that position that you better get them now or they're gone. You look down in the sixth round, you only draft one running back, and you're like, holy hell, who are these people? Now, that being said, pan out. I find some iffy situations on the top-ranked running backs in fantasy right now. So I'm going to name a couple names for you guys. And I want you to give your, your opinions. But before we do that, can we say that David Johnson is the consensus number one? Even if he somehow has a down year, you have to take him number one? Is that, like um, a, is that a thing? I don't think so. That's what I'm hearing. I think if you're number one pick, you have to be honest. You're Bell, Johnson, or Brown. Really? Yeah. yeah. Bell Johnson or Brown? Because I've been hearing all across the radio, a lot of stuff on Twitter, no-brainer, David Johnson. His yards from scrimmage is unreal. He catches the ball. He does everything. So you think Bell and Brown are right there? Yeah, I mean, I mean... Especially Bell. Yeah, Bell's... Why isn't Bell David Johnson the same, same kind of player? Because David Johnson on a, on, averaged... On a, better, on a better team. David Johnson averaged four fantasy points more a game last year. But Bell, Bell was oh, average, okay. But, average per game, yeah. Which you, is... You that's a lot. You need to repeat it? I don't. So it's hard I, to repeat. I basically think I, I don't trust anybody he for had a two bad years in a row. At the end of the year, yeah. I don't know. I like Bell the most. Yeah, I'm a Bell guy. I think Bell's the most consistent. Lines, lines up in the slot. I need the safest pick you got. Now, but now he hasn't been in Campbell. He's, yeah, uh, you can go with Johnson. You can't lose that. Right. At that, I, I got like you said, running back is so important. It'd be hard. Maybe pick Brown first. Brown Brown's probably the funniest player. I don't know Bell is the funniest player to have in your team. I would say. Oh, they're so fun. But um, yeah, Bell or Johnson. Okay. Both have their pros and cons. Those are definitely the top two, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know if you guys – I think it sounds like you guys agree with that. So let's move on to some of the other backs here. And the one guy I want to start with, who's a little close to my heart right now because he may or may not be my keeper uh, for a second-round pick. But Devonta Freeman is a guy who scares me a little bit. We both and, have him. I, I, traded, I traded to him. I'm keeping him this yeah. I, just, I had him ah. last year. I'm keeping him into this year. So we got two guys in this room with Devonta Freeman through and through. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Because I'm a little nervous. No, I'm not nervous at all. Really? Yeah. They just paid him that huge contract. 
you tell me that just gave them all that money and they're not going to use them like crazy? Maybe I don't know, but he's a beast. You know, if you if this is this is what scares me. I click running backs. I'm looking down the list of the top guys, and you don't go too far before you see Tevin Coleman, who's a very quality running back, right? And they're on the same team. They're going to split some time, and if he's doing really well, and Freeman, you know, I, yeah, but it just makes me nervous. Freeman, Freeman, Freeman gets all the goal line work. Freeman gets catches. Coleman's had a bad injury history. Uh, Coleman had some like 11 touchdowns one year. That was like a total fallacy. Like he's due for a touchdown regression. Like Devontae Freeman, had, the past two years he's had. Uh, 25 total touchdowns, over a thousand yards each year. He, he has, besides Julio Jones, he has the most yards from scrimmage the last two years for any player, and they, that's a great offense. You know, they play indoors, they play on turf. Good quarterback, awesome wide receivers. They score a billion points. The one thing I'm aware of Freeman is um, Shanahan left. Just all the Falcons in general, besides Julio, right. maybe a tick down in production. Super, but they're, they're going to use him. Super Bowl right. hangover, They're that's a real it. thing. It's oh, definitely yeah. a real thing. I think that team's totally messed up yeah. from Super Bowl, but I, that's a I, different discussion. I'm picking the Panthers in that division. We'll get that, that next week. That, that'll be a future podcast, which yeah. I also can't wait for. A little division preview, yeah. a little uh, overall season preview. That's a lot of fun. So you're pretty, you're pre- feeling pretty good on Devon Freeman. You kind of just talked me off the ledge a little bit there. So I'm happy. I mean, I, for a second round pick, you got to keep Right. Yeah, I had Odell and Devonta Freeman as my first two picks of the draft. And I, said to, I looked through the rest of my picks and said, none of these guys stand out. That I would really like strive to pick. I guess I had a bad draft last year. <laughs> but none of these guys stand out for me to really want to pick this year. So why would I not take two guys who are probably first round picks for my first and second? Yeah. So I took I rolled the dice. I think it was a pretty safe bet, but I'm still a little nervous. Definitely. All right, let's keep moving because we're um, getting a little long here. I want to touch a lot more things. So how about two guys who uh, played for each other's teams at one point, but Lashawn McCoy and Demarco Murray kind of can say had resurgent years last year mm-hmm. in a way because they had that weird year where, you know, DeMarco was in Philly and all that stuff. Yeah. Whatever. They seem to be a little more settled in now. LaShawn's not on a good team. DeMarco is on a team that a lot of people look at as up and coming. What do you think about those two guys? Um, I think McCoy is like one of the things, how long can he be doing it for? Barnabas have a very short period, just a beast, like elitely like he is. It's been hard to pass up on him, but I, I think if I'm having six or seven, I'm picking Evans over him. I'm picking... Um, definitely Odell over him. I'm picking these receivers over him because I don't know what I'm going to get from him. For, um, for Murray, it's like the same exact thing. Yeah. But, like, like Murray, um, got Henry coming up now. Mariota's have more weapons now. Maybe they're passing the ball a little more. I feel like I'm still drafting them high, but I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, I have to go get him Don't reach now. for him. Yeah. I'd don't, don't, feel, don't feel pressured to pick, pick them. A top wide receiver or one of the younger running backs over both of them. I'm totally off both of them. McCoy's team is horrible. His quarterback situation is horrible. Uh, and I think Derrick Henry is just so good. Like, Tennessee's just going to use him. Yeah. Like, I think they're going so to be so close to a 50-50 split. I've seen Derrick Henry. I'm sure Murray's a huge guy. I've seen Henry face-to-face. He's side of the door. Like, I think the guy, he's going to be good. It's, it's one of those situations where you're seeing him face-to-face. Face. You see mostly Murray for the first game. And then right. Henry slowly but surely starts running people Henry over. Murray's so injuries too. So yeah. It will be every single one back go down the list has had an injury. Right. So other than a guy like Derrick Henry. Let's talk about the, the elephant in the room, Ezekiel what? Elliott. Oh yeah, well yeah. I was gonna wait <laughs> I was gonna wait on that one, but let's do it. Let's let's do Ezekiel Elliott. I where the hell is he gonna go? And in an auction, how the hell much is he gonna so go for? In my snake well auction's a sensitive animal for them, but uh in my snake keeper league, I kept um, Odell in the fourth and Jerry Jai in the tenth. So I had eighth pick, and I picked Zeke with eighth, eighth pick. I think like I have great value with, with both my keepers. 
Zeke, I think he might get suspended. I guess we know tomorrow. I think if his suspension to be reduced or not, or something. Uh, maybe he might take him to court. He might get the Tom, the Tom Brady treatment. Yeah. He might he might play all season. So on bottom, I just say I pick him in the first round. But if you look at the second round, like hey, do I, do I want him? Pick him because he's probably not coming back to him in the third round. If you get a guy in the first round, if you're doing a snake draft, and if you get a David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell, and on that turn you're coming back, and Ezekiel's still there, yeah, I take so like end of second round, right? See, for me, up. I'm just staying away because if he misses six games... Seven games. He's seven, been seven weeks. They have, they have a bye. Weeks, so he'll come back seven. week eight. That's one and a half so the he missed seven... Dude, 13 week season. That's oh, what I'm like, saying. Like like he, you can tread water and go four and four over those first... You pick Darren McFadden, maybe? He yeah, just, right. And he comes back with a vengeance. You get a guy like like a, a Bilal Powell or Matt Forte I for the first Cook. couple weeks, and then all of a sudden, Zeke comes back, and you're pairing him with the David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell. Scary. The championship Moving team. into the playoffs. That's an interesting setup right there. And I mean, you're, I'm talking to the guy with the Dallas Cowboys jersey on, but yeah. that's interesting. I now, agree. Wait, let me ask you another question, though, because when you talk Ezekiel Elliott and you talk about you know drafting him at a pretty normal spot for someone who's missing six games, if not a little early, who's the guy who handcuffs him? Is it McFadden or is it Alfred Morris? Because you hear mixed reports. It could be a 50-50 Probably there. Right. What the hell is going on? Uh, Don't I know. lean a little more McFadden because you know he's going to be the guy to at least start the season. He's done it behind that line right. before, too. He's done it. He had the 1,000-yard season before Zeke got there. Now, Morris has looked good in preseason, but I think McFadden's at least going to get the first crack at it. If it was up to me and I'm doing a snake draft and I'm taking Elliott, I'm not reaching for McFadden. I'd rather wait and get a guy like a, like a LeGarrette Blunt for a couple weeks, a Darren Sproles, oh, Danny Woodhead, someone who's going to get some PPR points right. just for those six, seven weeks until you get Zeke back. I think that's better than reaching for one of these Cowboy backups. Very interesting. That is very interesting stuff. All right, I'm going to throw a couple names. Let's do some rapid stuff here. These are guys who pretty much all had good seasons last year, and I want to hear if you guys expect more of the same. I have one, I have one more thing. I'm off Marshawn Lynch. Me too. Oh, me too. Me too. Totally. So, I wouldn't touch him. No. I wouldn't even touch. Even pick, pick Rashard, pick Washington. Yeah. He's totally like, they're going to be. Bridge. I think they're going to be like week four. They're giving him. They're getting the ball. You know, Fifteen times a game. He'd be for goal line stuff. He's not be running. He's not getting twenty carries a game. He might snag so a no bunch of touchdowns, but there's no pre- exactly there's no president in NFL history when an old running back comes back from retirement who was injured the year before, wasn't producing the year before, and comes back and he's all his old stuff. He's not getting twenty to their team, Marshawn Lynch. You're not getting. 2017 Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Who he, he worked out in the office when he was retired. Yeah. He was keeping up nah, with his, no his cardio. Which, I mean, sure, the guy's a bull. He, he can still run over people, but to be reliable fans, he more fancy back. No way. Flex. Yeah. He's a flex. At best. People yeah. people will take him off name oh, brand. Oh, definitely. People will take him right. off name brand. You so. have the visions of his head of him running through the Saints and holding his <laughs> yeah. stuff. Four years ago. Five like, years ago. Yeah, like, he's not the same guy. <laughs> Ten years in running back time. Like a dog. You got to. Absolutely, that's true. And they right. have like, I'm with. We're all on the same page on that one. And I would Derek Carr. Be throwing those 35, 40 times a game. I wouldn't have even brought him up if you didn't. By the way, that's how much. How I just say how little I think yeah. of him yeah. as I, a fantasy running back. So I'm gonna name a couple guys. Just give me your your quick quick thought on good, bad, indifferent. So Melvin Gordon, Mark Ingram, Jordan Howard, and Jay Ajahi, guys who kind of came on the scene last year and had good, really good years. Off Melvin Gordon, he just had two linemen go down. And if you look at his production last year, he was so touchdown dependent. Like he didn't eclipse a thousand yards. I know he didn't play a full season, but he didn't eclipse a thousand yards. He had like double digit touchdowns, maybe. He just had two offensive linemen hurt. Um, who was the other one? Jay Jai. Jay Jahi, Mark Ingram, Jordan Howard. Those are the guys I just named. Don't love Jordan Howard this year. I think sophomore slump big time. Bad the team, team is just Bad absolutely team. dreadful. Like they just lost their best wide receiver who wasn't even that good to begin with. 
both their quarterbacks, quarterbacks. rookie and a guy who sucks. <laughs> um, so I guess that means also don't draft Mike Lennon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mike Lennon, forget it. Uh, I like Ajayi just because I like Adam Gase. Uh, I think that's a solid spot, and he just runs like a bull. Like, I, he just runs through people. Definitely Adam Ajayi. He's a beast. How about Todd Gurley? Todd Gurley, I like this year. Uh, so he had I. a down year last year. I think the Rams are much yeah, improved. To tackle from and Jeff, Jeff Fisher was just uh, yeah. that play. Yeah, you like, had a young quarter, uh, coach. Yeah, Sean McVay's would be the proof something in the league. He'd be looking some. Cool I think Gurley's a big bounce back. And I, the last one, Ingram. Yes, that's for tough. He, because he's, you I, I have him before. He's he's reliable. I had him last year. He was also. He I thought he was reliable as well. We he gets hurt. He is. And AP. You don't know what AP is going to be there. You just don't. He might got Camaro. It's such a weird fit for AP because you don't think of him as a running gun. Passing. Ingram had a big year in that system. Right. Can I have Kamara, the, the rookie Alvin Kamara? He's supposed to be the next guy coming up in there. It's, just, I, it's tough. Uh, pick your own risk. I, mean, I wouldn't believe Ben Pickham. He's a starter running back. He's going to get a starter reps. He, he scores two touchdowns in the game. I'm not going to he catches a little bit. You know, you gotta, what you feeling? I'm going to hop back to Melvin Gordon for a second. Joe, you made a really great point. Because I heard a bunch of people on different radio programs and whatnot of really hyping up Mel, Melvin Gordon this year. But I'm looking at what you just said. He only had three games over 100 yards. Right. One of them was 196-yard rushing game, right. which is nuts. Right. Don't That's get me great. wrong. And then he had another one at 90, one and 80. But he was chilling at 50, 60 yards a lot. Right. He, just, he would just get a touchdown to improve his points. 55 yards and two touchdowns. Exactly. Is that a good game? Fantasy-wise, yes, it is. But is it reliable? Is it a repeatable? And he was so bad year one. And now you have two offense. They just lost two offensive linemen. It's tough. And they have so many weapons as well. And Rivers throws the ball a bunch. Right, you have the two good tight ends. You have a bunch of receivers. So, I, I don't know. I'm Melvin Gordon, I'm hesitant. Melvin Gordon is the guy who the person in your league looks at and clicks his name and says, oh, he had all those points in all those games. Oh, I'm going to take him. Right. But those points were a little bit deceiving. And it's one of those, you have him, you look at his rosters after the draft, you're like, oh, he's Melvin Gordon. Like, I'm, not, I'm not too afraid of him. Right. All right. That's pretty interesting stuff. That's pretty interesting. So, we'll save some of those rookies that we got to talk about. McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Fournette. We're going to save them for the end. Rookies are going to be its own little category towards mm-hmm. the end because there's a bunch of receivers and rookies, uh, rookie running backs to talk about. Um, so we'll get to that in a minute. So let's hop over. Let's keep it moving because we're at 42 minutes left, and we got two more positions because, yeah, we don't even talk about defense kicker. Mm-hmm. We don't even talk about defense kicker. I don't even draft. I love a good defense, though. I love a good defense, too. But unless you get one of the top defenses in the league, which is there's like two or three of them, you, you just switch them every week. Mine Giants. Big Giants this year. Oh, yeah? You're high on the Giants defense? I'm a, I'm a Jeff fan. The Giants, they're, oh. they're a good defense. The fact that you say, I'm a Jeff fan, pick the Giants defense, makes it that much more valid, too. Yeah. So I appreciate it. <laughs> Chiefs. I think Chiefs are the best defense. Chiefs are awesome. Chiefs, Cardinals, the Broncos, Seahawks still. Just, there's enough to go around. There's enough to go around, and you got to play the matchups. you got to play yeah. the matchups. Pick, Streamer. Pick the... Who, who are the Jets playing? Pick yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rotating defense. Pick the Bills week the one, the Raiders week three, and the Dolphins week two. Oh, wow. That's that's rough. Well, anyway, let's move on to wide receiver. This is probably the most fun position in the entire league because it is absurdly deep. There are the guys who are on top and are just the best. Absolutely the best, right? But this position is stacked. There are people all the way down to wide receiver twos and threes who make fantasy impacts. What is your theory on receivers? Um... I have a different theory than most people. I tend to stay away from the big guys only because I don't – in our auction draft, I just don't feel like spending that much. I'm more of a running back guy. 
Uh, but like that mid tier, like I've had Doug Baldwin. This will be my third year in a row with Doug Baldwin. I had I him last he's year, just man. So underrated. He throws some huge games up right. sometimes. And he's a guy like PPR points. He'll get close to 100 catches. You know, another guy I like is Devontae Adams, who I'm keeping this year just because you know he's playing with Aaron Rodgers. He played Aaron Rodgers. He played a good quarterback. You're gonna put up good numbers. Gonna get some touchdowns. He also had some large games last year as well. Right, it, and a lot of it is the system they play in. Like, am I gonna draft a Jets or Bills wide receiver? No. Because their quarterback sucks and their surrounding sucks. So you look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you might get take Randall Cobb or Adams or Nelson just because they play with Aaron Rodgers. That's three deep wide receiver and their tight end as well. So it's, it all depends on the situation, really. Uh, I'm in a different school of thought. I've, I've met Mike Evans, I've Brandon Cooks, I've had Calvin Johnson, I've had Roddy White, I've had like these big guys. I feel like they're very, I put them out there, I'm hoping they're going to give me 15, 20 points every game. So a guy like Doug Bowen, like Devontae Adams, they could maybe miss a game or two that could cause two a game. I, I'm 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 always wide receiver heavy. Like you said, this year is loaded. You're perfect. You're, you the fact that you said Doug Baldwin is the most perfect example because I look at his first four games from last season and listen, listen, no. Oh, they were good. Then watch, <laughs> watch this. Listen, ready? Nineteen point seven, so twenty point game, very solid week one. Love it, right? Three and a half. Oof. Yeah. And then wait, week three, twenty six points, and then week four, seven. That's not the guy you want. You want the guy who's going to be in double digits every week. That's my guy. I, I love like, I like Odell's having, that guy. I put him in receiver. Odell, I just, it's not like you're gonna. I just had him a big receiver guy. I put him a receiver in the flex or a tight end in the flex. I like having three number ones on my team as my starting lineup. So you go big on wide receiver. I do. I always go big. That's on your receiver. spot. Yeah. But it burns me. It burns me because I, I get killed the running backs, and that's my my downfall every year. I learned, but I'm, I'm tempted to run receivers every year. I love it. I mean, I played wide receiver, so did you in, in your high school playing yeah. days. So I, I have a little bit of a. Play, special place in my heart for the wideouts. Like about, like, imagine having Cooper, Evans, and like Keenan Allen. Like you feel confident every single week you go out there. You put a good tight end in there. Especially if we're talking great. PPR, and then you're talking even even next level. Yeah, you're feeling great. So let me let me throw a couple of names at you. So uh, again, we'll throw out those big names like Odell, Antonio Brown, Evans, Obvious. Monkeys, Julio, Monkeys, Monkeys, the big whoever. Yeah, if you're lucky and have a top pick, you're gonna get one of those guys. The guys who you need to really think about and strategize about are the the tier below that. So a guy I've been seeing high on people's list this year, and this is cross-referencing a couple different lists at the top of my head, I, I was kind of surprised to see how high he was. And it was Michael Thomas. Now, I know he has talent. I know he makes some really good plays. Is he a guy who you look at who can be a consistent, just week in, week out, go out and get it? Yeah, because he plays on the Saints. There's no reason not to say that. He's you know, a sophomore slot, maybe? He's the number one wide receiver on the Saints. And they throw the ball 50 times a game. Half the games are in the dome. And they suck, so they're usually trailing. Yep. There you go. I think you just said everything you need to say. Like, who are you picking him over, though? <laughs> you pick him or Cooper? See, like I have more I upside face. I have upside in Amari Cooper. And I even think about a guy like Jarvis Landry. Like Jordy Nelson. Who just gets catches on catches on catches. Give me Jarvis Landry. I got Jarvis Landry. He lets you down too sometimes. Does he? Yeah, he let me down. I traded him. So you're he not... I need too many dump-offs. Yeah. He doesn't spread the... Go down the he'll, go, he'll have a catch for four yards, five yards. Yeah, got, but if you're in a PPR. 18. I know, but just he only going to get you so far. That's that's a good point. That's would a good you point. rather Jordy Nelson or Michael Thomas? I think I would go Jordy Nelson. I mean, that guy is the man for Aaron Rodgers. He's Aaron Rodgers' guy. How do you not go for him if you have the chance? Um, so another couple of names that I want to I throw out there. So we mentioned Amari Cooper. He has a running mate who also tends to go pretty high amongst wide receivers, and that's Michael Crabtree. He's a possession receiver with some big play possibilities. 
kind of flies under the radar sometimes in fantasy, in my opinion. But what do you guys think of him? Crabtree's good, man. And they use him in the red zone. He's their main red zone guy. So, I mean, he actually, I think, had a more productive season than Cooper last year. If we're talking fantasy, they were very close yeah. within like five or six and points. One, but, one yeah. you're probably picking in the second or third round, and one you probably could wait till those maybe seventh round. So, I mean. Well, I don't know about that, but. Because Amari Cooper, Cooper gets more height, I mean, so he'll probably go before, in my opinion. Cooper will be yeah. uh, th- round two pick, round three pick. And Crabtree can be three or four. I mean, I guess it yeah. really depends. Now, I, I obviously like comparing them. So would you rather Keenan Allen or Crabtree? I would take Crabtree. Okay. I would sure. take Crabtree over Keenan Allen, even though he's put up some big games Keenan in Allen's, the day, too. Talk about PPR. Yeah. Yeah. Keenan Allen's he's, he's how reliable is yeah. Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. So, another guy I'd love to talk about. He's a really interesting one because he had a season where he'd kind of burst on the scene in a couple games. You, can, I, can I guess who you're about to say right now? Terrell Pryor. Nope. Tyreek Hill? Yes, Tyreek oh, Hill. I, I picked I'm him in the totally second round of my keeper league. I love him. You picked him in the second well, round of your keeper There's a lot of keepers. Right, right, right. Cut, but I picked him up with DeAndre Hopkins. I would agree. I would get behind that. I think, no, Spencer Wearheart. Andy Reid, he's the number one, Andy Reid's number one weapon, him and Kelsey. When I he's, looked he's at... Gonna, he's had the ball in his hands 12 times a game between rushing and catching. I think he's a really, really good... I, I wouldn't be afraid to... Die. Um, what's the looking for? Um, pull out, reach for him. Yeah, I, I'm, I I don't believe in reaching. If you like a guy, go get him. If you don't think he's to be the next time around, go get go get him. Right. That's my theory. The same does. I think he'll have a huge year. I think I can't see him himself for a slump. But the guy runs a four two. I mean, he runs, he catches, he, he punches. You have a kick return, punt return league. He might get you two touchdowns right there. He's explosive. He's, he's explosive, and the reason why I love him so much is because when you watched the Chiefs' offense last year, when he finally started. You know, being consistent and playing all the time. I forget why was he not even was he suspended? He was suspended, he was suspended for a while. Yeah. So when he joined that offense, he made them ten times more dynamic. And you actually saw Alex Smith throw the ball down the field. It was it was bizarre to watch Tyreek Hill play on the Chiefs' offense because he was that that dynamic. Who wasn't Jamal Charles? I haven't paid attention. Mahomes even considered for a job? Uh, not, early. not early. Not early. He might get it this year. Maybe, but not early. No way early. Now if you're in a keeper league. Tyreek Hill's available. You have Mahomes coming in the pipes. It's deep worth the pick. Mahomes might be the guy who, it's like, you know, week 12. I'm not sure Mahomes is going to be a good quarterback. No, but you're he out. He can throw it. He if, can throw it, and Tyreek Hill can run and get it. If Alex Smith is still the quarterback, right, and he's they're winning games and the Chiefs are fine, which I think they will be. Yeah. yeah. And Patrick Mahomes is on the waiver wire in, like, week 12, and you're out of it. Right. You just it's snag wrong. him, and you can keep Definitely. him. <laughs> That's... Keep that in the back of your heads, listeners. <laughs> USBNY listeners out there. Keep that in the back of your head. All right, let's move down the list a little bit more. Um, Julian Edelman is hurt. So if you have him on your team, you're a sad, sad man right now, right? The preseason fallen. Who is a guy who you would look at as comparable or replaceable with Julian Edelman? Um, I know, James Crowder From I, Washington. I, I had him last year. He's very upside. I, mean, I they, really they, like they, that. They spread the ball around a lot. So I'd be weird of that. Yeah. Sean Jackson's gone. The Benaiah Pryor, the Jordan Reed, uh, the Fat Rob Kelly, Drake Gruden. I spread the ball around. Another guy we haven't talked about, Brandon Marshall. He, you know, he's not going to be scoring, you know, ten hundred the game, but he's a, uh, he's good this year, Brandon Marshall. I don't know, man. I, I'm a giant guy, and I like I loved Brandon Marshall growing up. I will say this: I don't see him as a consistent fantasy performer. I see him as, oh, he's going to score 18 points this week. He's going to score five next week. But that five points might be two huge catches. Like, he might have more impact on the Giants team than he will on your fantasy team. And that's kind of like my my hesitation on Brandon Marshall. 
I don't know if you would agree with that, Joe. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I've never been a big Marshall guy, even when those he had that good year with the Jets, and he's had a, a billion good years, but I don't, he's just someone I've always stayed away from. I don't know why. i just never been a big Marshall guy. Interesting. All right, let's keep it moving. we got a couple more receivers I want to bring up. One guy who I think is very interesting, and I'm actually going to put him in relation to another guy. Um, you gotta do oh, that, that was actually Jamison Crowder. So you gotta do it. So you gotta compare them. Yeah, when you, I was gonna say, when you look down the list and you're looking at all these different receivers, receivers, um, and you see Allen Robinson, who last year was highly sought after, right? Adam. If you see Kenny Britt, who had a really good year last yeah. year, but is now on Cleveland, you see Pierre Garcon, who was one of Kirk Cousins' top guys, now in the Niners. Then you see Jamison Crowder. Is that where you reach the point where you look at these, you know, low tier one, high tier two, tier three guys? Do you just look at their quarterback? Who's their quarterback? How are they getting yeah, the ball? I would. How Start, much does that play? Another guy who I think is similar picks. to that is Willie Sneed. Because Willie Sneed was so good last year, and now Brandon Cooks is gone, and now Drew Brees, I mean, he's not going to throw the ball at Michael Thomas 50 times a game. He's, he, they always spread the ball out. So I think Willie Sneed is another guy, especially in the PPR league, who's just going to get a ton of catches. Tyrell Williams, too. Tyrell Williams is a good player. Bill Perfect's guy. Yeah, so if, you, if you're looking at receivers later in the round, right? So we're talking about how deep. These receiver yeah. classes are. So maybe you're a guy who's a fantasy football player. You're listening to this podcast. I'm looking right now. And Randall Cobb's 41st ranked. It's, it's crazy. Right. You're trying to learn. You're trying to figure out who to pick. Well, maybe you're an average fantasy football player, not a psycho like you know, maybe some other people are who really, really study and know all this stuff. What are some ways to get around not knowing specific players and figuring out a good guy to draft later in rounds in the wide receiver position? Just looking at their offense, how productive their offense is. Like an offense like Atlanta scores 30 points a game and passes for, you know, close to 400 yards a game. You know, that's a, someone you might want to grab a Taylor Gabriel or someone like that just because you know they're going to put up points and there's a chance to catch a touchdown. Quarterback plays another thing. Uh, we talked about Aaron Rodgers guys, Drew Brees guys, you know, guys who are just going to catch passes because their quarterback is so good. And they throw the ball a lot. Right, exactly. So off the top of your head, I mean, we talked about a bunch of guys. Um, I love Deshaun Jackson this year. I think he's going to be dynamic for you Tampa you Bay. Arnox, huh? I always love Deshaun Jackson, even though I'm a Giants I've, I've fan. I've had him before, but he's yeah, one of he's one a, of guys. He's so boom like, bust. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but when he booms, but he's really like in 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 a PBR, he's not that bu- that much boomer bust in my opinion because he does get a fair amount of catches almost every week. I just think he's superbly talented, and like he's going to make that offense so much more dynamic. And I think Mike Evans opens it up for him as well as Deshaun Jackson opening up for Mike Evans. I, so I, I like I Evans think, over I Julio this good. year. You like Evans over Julio? I'm buying oh, to have him, but he's a beast. I like wow. Evans over, yeah, everyone except Odell and Antonio Brown. How about Stephon Diggs? I like Stephon Diggs. He gets hurt. Another guy who gets hurt a lot. Uh, that offense isn't great there. That quarterback isn't great there. Every time I watch the Vikings, I just feel like I'm falling asleep watching yeah. them. It's like they just there's no dynamics. I mean, Dalvin yeah. Cook might add something to it, but. What are the saying is you want guys you want to root for games you want right. to watch on TV. So. What about Sterling Shepard? Speaking of guys you want to root for, I think he's a good pick. He's a good. He's a good. If, he, if he's your fourth receiver, it's good. Yeah, he's a bench guy to me. Yeah, he's a, he's like, star, if, he, if he's your third receiver, you're like okay, that's not bad. But fourth, you're really happy. If he's your third is receiver, that, is that what I'm hearing? If he's your third receiver, you better have good running back. Like he had a good year last year when. Who was the Giants' second receiver? Ruben Randall or whoever it was last I would year? just... No, uh, he was. Now he's number three with Brandon Marshall going in, so you don't know how many how that's going to affect his targets. Evan Ingram... Well, when I think about like, the Giants, though, I think I think Sterling Shepard's going to get way more action than Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall just may be more important, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I don't know if I'm just twisting that in my head to make sense, but... 
to me, Sterling Shepard is a guy who's going to get eight catches for 85, and maybe he'll score a touchdown. Brandon Marshall is going to be the guy who gets three catches for 55, 60, and maybe. Hey, Marshall is one of the catches. I know what you're saying. You know, that's just like yeah. a, a roundabout generality there. Um, another guy who we talked about, Matt Stafford, before. Possibly his best receiver is Marvin Jones. What do you think? No. Golden Tate. Golden Tate. I don't like either one of them. You don't like either one? No. They're an offense we that don't puts like up yards. They're an offense that puts up yards. He's not the Lions. Oh, I'm, I'm not a Lions guy. I don't like any of their wide receivers except for when they had Calvin Johnson. Neither one of them score a lot of touchdowns. You know who I do like, though? Amir Abdullah. We forgot to bring him up in the running backs. Another I'm guy. actually an Amir Abdullah well, guy. He's a donation to the IR. Yeah. He will get hurt by week four, week five. Wow. All right. All right. So guy, I, I've seen nothing from him. That's all. He's my guy. According to Phil and according to Joe, don't draft any Detroit Lions no. players. It's just not worth it. No. And another guy I do like, uh, just quick, is Martavis Bryant. Yeah. I just think he's a stud. I think Big Ben loves throwing the ball deep. I, he's never gonna ever gonna get the other team's best cornerback. He's fast as lightning. I mean, oh, by I've, the way, I've had a big Sports Illustrated uh, feature on him, and you know, he seems like he's straight. Yeah, could have been a puff piece, but I think Brian's here to stay. I have a guy who I'm very upset with myself. I have two guys I'm very upset with myself that I did not bring up. One guy is super proven, and one guy is only kind of proven. First, he's in a new place, new face, new place. Terrell Pryor in Washington. Huge numbers for him this year. I, I can't believe I forgot to bring him up until just now. I loved him last year, and he was on the Browns, and he was very good. I agree. He's going to be that much better at receiver because he's still a new wide receiver. Yeah. He's not even playing wide receiver for that long. He's going to be very good. Kirk Cousins is one of the most consistent average quarterbacks if you want. Top 10 wide receiver. Terrell Pryor might have an awesome season. Mm-hmm. Watch out for him. And my second guy, who's just, he's good until he's not good. And I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt every year Larry Fitz. Get him on my squad. I'll take him. It's true. All day long, Larry He's another Fitz. guy who belongs in that Drew Brees category where, like, you always think he's he's past his prime. He's not going to have a big year. And then another 90-catch year, five, six touchdowns. I'm selling an old Broncos. I'm not picking Thomas Same. or Sanders. Or any of the running backs. Or, uh, Broncos, Broncos the time is done. Big time sell. According to Joe and Phil, no Detroit Lions, no, no Denver, Denver Broncos. Broncos. Nope. Don't mess around with either of them. Nope, nope, nope. I would pick Emmanuel Sanders. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want him. I really wouldn't go that way. Situation. I'm right. not reaching for any of those guys. I'd rather get a Willie Sneed or Randall Cobb or some who's their, who's their better coach? offense. The Broncos. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. Thank Gaze is not McRoberts. I was oh, about to say John Fox. That's not wrong. That's wrong too. Vance. Uh, <laughs> Vance, no. Vance Holyfield. Something from the. I have no Dolphins idea. From the Dolphins. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I guess that's irrelevant. Anyways, let's keep it moving. Any more wide receivers before we get to tight ends? Um, let me see real quick. I said Tyrell. Kenny Britt should be pretty good. I love Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin. And half of it's because I'm keeping him, but half of it's because uh, I looked this up on Pro Football Focus. He has the easiest schedule for any wide receiver one in all football this year. Wow. Partially because the Panthers were so bad last year. Right. Coming off the Super Bowl. And he was rushed back from his ACL, I, I think. And to try to just, save their season. Right, and he's just been killing in the preseason. Uh, he's such a big target and such a good red zone guy, and I think Cam loves him. I think he's going to have a huge year. Interesting stuff. All right, let's keep it moving. Tight ends. One of the This is one of the weirdest positions to me in fantasy football. I love tight ends. Philly tight ends. That's Phil- his nickname. I have a, I've started three tight ends before. I've, tried to get, I've had two starting tight ends before, but it was kind of by accident. But it's a little bit... I've had Gronk and Jimmy Graham on the same team. I would... Wow. Yeah, I would say it's a little bit deeper this year than in years past. It's kind of like quarterback. If you don't have Gronk or maybe Kelsey. Yeah, I think... They're I kind of it's, it's almost... 
See, I'm staying. I'm staying away from Gronk unless it's like a ridiculous late round where I'm getting Gronk. Like, unless he goes in the third, the four, fourth. Like, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even go for him in the third. In the fourth, fifth round, He's I would consider played, taking him. Never played sixteen games. He doesn't play a full season. It's crazy. And like you said, he might not be there when it, when you, you need him you most. Need the most. Like I don't need Gronk in the first week of the season. To get two touchdowns and have twelve catches, like awesome! I'm gonna week, get to brag for the nine, first week. Stunned. Yeah, I'm gonna get to brag for the first week of the season, and then what? Then when it matters, I need to get one more win to make the playoffs, and he's not on my team. Like, well, what's it gonna do for me? I just get too nervous with a guy who's that injured all the time. His name is Jordan Reed. Yeah, Jordan Reed as well. Jimmy Graham too. Yeah, another guy who's been hurt. So with th- those are the three of the biggest name tight ends. Right, right? right? Kelsey's probably the most consistent, but. He also he, like does, he, said Spencer done him to be him and Hill old game, so he's probably a really good keep, really good pick. I think a really interesting guy this year is Martellus Bennett. I traded him away. Traded him away to I mean he's on Green Bay, he's with Aaron Rodgers. That tells people He's very boom and bust though, even with Tom Brady. He had one game and three touchdowns last year. I was like, Oh wow, he's I got this guy Brady and I got that I was like, he disappears. Most people a lot of people and are boom and bust. Rogers Rogers historically is that besides his red zone, does that really talk to Tyler now? Yeah, he's never really Features tight ends. Who have? Uh, well, I mean, Friend, Jamarco Finley. I mean, never when really Finley came him. on the scene, he was getting Jared, a lot of action. Jared Cook is probably the like, same talent like Bennett and Jared Cook had that one touch Hail Mary touchdown last year. wasn't very consistent. Jared Cook should be way better than he Bennett's is. One of those guys I, I think Martellus Bennett's better. And he's basically one of those guys all oh, hey, He's good. Keep good. Keep good. Pick good. Pick that by week five. Like I need. I need starting tight end now. Oh, uh, all right. So you guys are not too high on Martellus Bennett. Let's go down to a guy who is one of the more dynamic tight ends, and that's on a team with a lot of expectation this year to make a big big jump. That's Delaney Walker on Tennessee. He's good. I mean, we've had a friend who kept him last year for like 30 bucks. What? I know. It's, uh, Did not make the playoffs. No. Tight ends are, are replaceable kind exactly. of, in my like, I mean, uh, like Delaney Walker's you... good, but now he's like 32 years old. You start wondering, like, that's such a daunting position with the blocking and whatnot. Like, and they have so many options there. Like, he just falls into the same tier, I think, with like a – a Kyle Rudolph and a Tyler Eifert. Another Eifert's so good, but he's never on the field. Like right. he's a red zone monster. He's yep. a guy who led the league in touchdowns two years ago, but he's always hurt. So like, how reliable are these guys? My tight end almost every single year is Jason Witten, just because I know he's going to play 16 games. I know he's at least going to have two or three catches a game, maybe a touchdown. Like, right. That's all I can. And you're going to get him so late, exactly. or in your, in your case, for so cheap. I mean, I can't disagree with you. And I know the waiver wire when you're looking at tight ends can be daunting, right? Because you're going to look at projected points for next week. Right. And you're going to see... It's you're like see, always the same guys. Right. CJ um, Fredowitz is always yeah, there. Yeah, CJ Fredowitz. He's always there. Zach Miller is always there. there. Charles Clay, my boy, I, I love Charles He Clay. loves Charles Clay, He's always there. And I, he will, like, have a bust week, like, but he'll also have a boom week every now and then. Like, it's hard. all these guys, you don't know. And all the rookies, like, rookie tight ends never really do much. Rookie tight ends historically never never break out. Now, speaking of rookie tight ends, let's keep it, let's keep it close. Like, kind of like the, just the blanket of tight ends. Like, it starts with Gronk. Gronk's great, but you just can't keep eyeing him. So you go down the list every time, you say the same thing for every single one of them. So if Gronk, you have, Gronk is because of injury, not because of his production. But if you go down the list of every tight end, it's like, oh, he's good, but like, I, mean, I can't count him for 16 games and give me 10 points a game. You just can't. What about Zach Ertz on Philadelphia? He's like, well, okay, Zach Ertz, it's fine. Right, yeah. fine. Right, he's fine. just like a, all right. Like, now, a guy who I think has been looked at in the past and maybe he's not going to be slept on because tight end is kind of a weak position, but he might be a little slept on because of the down year last year for the whole team, Greg Olson. He's he's still top tier. Yeah, top tier. He's definitely top tier, and he's one of the more consistent ones because he does play all the time. He's arguably the number one target now. 
Yeah, I think he's... He played every game last year. Out of all the tight ends, I'd say he's, next to Kelsey, the most reliable. Tight end's a weird position, man. It really, really is. Um, so well, you, what, well, let's keep close to home, and then we'll keep moving off tight end because that, that's such a toss-up of a position sometimes yeah, once you get past all the guys that we already named. Uh, I'll throw Cameron Braid out there real quick. Any thoughts on Cameron Braid? Um, the viewing is hard. I had, him, I had him last no, year. I didn't see him, I had him last screen. year. Um, I thought he was very productive. I'm just so worried now with O.J. Howard that you know, I, I had the opportunity to keep him for seven bucks. I didn't because I was worried about Howard. All right. Interesting stuff. O.J. Howard. Howard, that Howard isn't going to be uh, – in the reps to get him right. He's going to be a guy who people draft, though. So watch out for that, Definitely. though. Because people are going to draft O.J. Howard based off his name. But let's keep it close to home. Bring it back to MetLife. Evan Engram. Any fantasy value this year for Evan Engram? Rookie tight end is He still falls in our rookie tight end. Sure, but like, they have Shepard, Marshall, and Odell. And they have running backs to feed. And Eli really never throws two tight ends that often. So I think you know, take him if you want. Be wary. Don't be like. Don't have expectations to be a. Pick know, him. Pick him late and hope for the don't best. Don't expect six catches, seventy-seven yards a game every game. Right. With a guy like that, my advice is pick him late and hope for the best. Like last year, I took a bunch of shots on people. Almost none. None of them worked out. But there were guys who I didn't regret picking because they were on my bench. They weren't my starters. I didn't rely on them. And they're they they end up being equal to waiver wire pickups in week two or three anyway, or four or five, whatever it is. So. There are certain guys to take a shot on, and if you miss, you miss. But anyways, this is Sports Block New York Podcast. I'm Pete Kennedy. Joined here with Phil DeMeo, Joe Staubach. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, review. This is our fantasy football podcast. Obviously, if you're listening at this point, you know that already. But we have two more topics to get get to, and one is like the most fun every year, right? All these new names. Rookies. The rookie class. The rookies are so much fun to try to project because there's always a couple who really burst out. And then there's always more, probably, who absolutely bust as rookies and are just not fantasy ready. They maybe help their team, maybe they make strides, but they ain't fantasy ready. So let's talk about these rookies and let's start off with running backs. So first and foremost, the guy who many think may be the best fantasy rookie running back due to his versatility, Christian McCaffrey. What do we think about him as a fantasy running back? I'd agree. I think he's going to be the best fantasy running back because he can run the ball, Rookie, dynamic catching, yeah, best rookie. Sorry, um, dynamic out of the backfield, makes plays with the ball in his hands wherever he has it, on a handoff or receiving. I just think that's such a good offense as well because Cam's so dynamic and he can run and he could pitch and he could do so many things with him. I think they took him at eight because they're gonna know how to use him. I agree. That's he's, it. He's you probably, agree? probably probably the best available. Um, for next to be the bullhorn there in Jacksonville. I'm so off. So if you're kind of if you're kind of like an old school guy, you like the carries. To go for net if you want the catches, but he might not get the ball every game. It can't be still Stewart there, right? Cam's Cam's still MVP quarterback, he's like a one run, run, run the ball every game. It's kind of a mix up. McCaffrey probably be number one. Um, I think maybe we, Fournette then Joe Mixon. You got Joe Mixon coming in. Oh, yeah, I got a cook to have a big year. Oh, yeah, I, I, we have a big uh, Florida State fan, a friend, you know, Coach Blue. Oh, yeah, he told me Dalvin Cook's the next uh. Devonta Freeman. Yeah, you t- you just said a giant Florida State fan. I mean, I know co- my coach. He's my first wide receiver coach in my life. I love that man. He wears Florida State gear all day long. You can't trust his opinion on that. Yeah. He's the most biased guy I know about yeah. Dalvin Cook. He's the yeah. only biased guy I know about Dalvin yeah. Cook. <laughs> and now you have Cream Hunt with Spencer Ware coming down. Cream Hunt's a, a guy, guy you probably uh, never heard of until two weeks ago, but now you know, he's actually in the fray for guys. Absolutely, guys uh, getting a target fantasy so. Rookie running backs, rookie rookie plays in general, 
Don't know what you're gonna get. Risky man. Melvin Gordon his rookie year was was shit. Now he now he lets you get the top five in running backs. And then you remember uh, Doug Martin had a great year as a rookie and then was really slow and now he's back. He's another guy we didn't talk about. A little interesting with his little suspension, but he'll he's be a, he'll be a solid player when he's he gets back. He's a annoying player. I've had him. Yeah, he's not bad though. He's not bad. All right, Christian McCaffrey. I think you just can't expect carries. He's gonna be like a 15 carry game guy. You just have to hope he gets involved in the pass game. Thankfully. He has all the skill sets to do that. Mm-hmm. He is super exciting. I would love to take a shot on him I, as my running back I, three. I said he but did. I don't know if he'll fall that far. Right. I don't picked, think he will. He got picked eight for a reason to be using him a good portion. Absolutely. So Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon, in my opinion, are the big four for running backs. And now the, the, the Chiefs guy because Spencer Ware went down. Uh, Hunt. Um, yeah. Where do you place them? Because this gets important now. Where do you place them amongst some of the other non-rookie running backs in the league because, you know, we're not drafting them solely as rookies. We're drafting them to help our fantasy team. So how do you place them amongst regular I running backs? I see McCaffrey going the second round. Like people are really right? That's what I'm saying. I could see McCaffrey being, like, close to, like, the second ninth round. or tenth running back taken in a draft. Yeah. As far as Fournette, I don't really love Fournette just because he's in Jacksonville. Like, what's Some, stopping... Someone's got to get to What is hard. stopping teams from putting eight in the box and making Blake Bortles or Chad Henney beat you? Like, they are so but that, bad. A guy like Hugh Houston and LSU, but LSU, they, the SEC is not the AFC South. No. So, like, he's kind of used and to he's that. He's another guy who's always hurt. He's like, look, he's a lot of fucking, he's a lot of wear and tear on him. So, keep a caution. Big upside. You've seen the guy run like a, like a bull in China shop. Yeah, I just hate taking guys on bad teams, too. Yeah. Like a Jaguar. Oof. Yeah. How about you? What do you think? Fournette scares me too. I, I would stay. I would personally stay away. There would be more veterans that I, I if can. If he was go on a better team, him. if he was on, um, I would go Delvin Cook before Fournette for if, that reason. So if he was on the Panthers, what would you think? If Delvin Cook was, if, if uh, Fournette was on the Panthers, what would you think? If Fournette was on the Panthers, I would feel a little bit better. I would feel better, but I would be nervous because he clashes with Jonathan Stewart. Right. Like McCaffrey doesn't clash with Jonathan Stewart. He compliments right. him. Leonard Fournette would really be a similar style running back. But you would assume if they picked him eight, he would kind of take over. Possibly Jonathan Stewart hasn't slowed down too much he yet. Yeah, not. Okay, I'm going to give you a scenario because I think they're kind of even. Okay. Okay. Isaiah Crowell with the Browns or Leonard Fournette with the Jags? I'd take Crowell. I think I would too. I would take Crowell actually easily. I would very quickly take Crowell over over and Fournette because I think the Browns have a really good offensive line as well. Yeah, I mean they have possibly the left best left tackle in the league or one of. I think the Browns are going to. I think the Browns are going to win some games this Me year. Too. I think, I don't know why. It should. Deshaun Kaiser is going to start. Only, only, only look up from now. How about <laughs> Kaiser? How about that? Yeah, I mean, Dame guy. Yeah, you looks can. Good. You can wait until week two to see if you want to pick him on the waiver wire. He ain't getting drafted, my guy. No, definitely not. <laughs> That's funny stuff. Like Fournette and Gordon, Melvin Gordon, are similar. Like if you're drafting a snake and you you see like the Q, we see the rankings. Like oh, I need a running back. They're they're going to be top there for rankings. You look at them like. Do I, I guess I have to pick him up because I need to start a running back. It's like, you look back, post-draft, week one, look at the old rosters. I guess Fournette and Gordon. Yeah, like, oh, I'm like not I took him too high. Yeah. And, like, and like other guys too, like Lamar Miller. Yeah, no, I've like never Lamar Todd Gurley, Jordan Howard. It's like all these guys are like, man. I need a running back, but I guess I have to pick right. him. But. I would take any of those guys you just mentioned before, Leonard Fournette. Uh, yeah. I, don't know, I, would I take, don't know if I would take Lamar Miller before. Maybe not Lamar I think Miller. I'd but the upside. I would definitely take Gurley before him. I'll take Gurley. Yeah, I'll take Jordan Gurley. Howard before Fournette. Easy money. Don't even think Sorry, twice. I take. I think I might take Melvin Ingram over Fournette too. Just because I think I Melvin, Mark, Mark Ingram. Oh, Mark Ingram. Sorry. Mark Ingram. I think or Melvin Gordon for that yeah. matter. <laughs> I think Mark Ingram is more consistent. I think I can rely on him more than Fournette. I think Mark Ingram's good. I, I don't know if it's just me, but I, do, right. I like Mark Ingram. Let's keep it moving. Let's talk about some 
more fun rookies, the wide receiver class, because this might even be the more hit-or-miss pile than the running backs. So you got Corey Davis, who went really high. But then you got guys like John Ross, who he also went pretty high. But then Cooper Cup, is a, he's a name I keep hearing. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, out of Eastern Washington. Not many people heard of him. And you know Peter Schrager, if you guys are familiar. Yeah. NFL Network, a lot of Fox stuff. Peter Schrager, pretty respected guy in the NFL world right now. He said he can expect, not expect, he can see Cooper Cup being a 100-catch wide receiver this year as a rookie. I, Whoa, I am, on the Rams? I am selling, I'm buying Derek off stock. stock. I think Jeff Fisher was a, a watch of a year. You got a, you got a young uh, offensive-minded coach looking to prove something. He had the talent. You should have the talent, the talent to be a capable corner quarterback because he's better than a role. So I, I get the, I'm not buying the 100 reception hype, but sure. Uh, Corey Davis, now he's going from Western Michigan. Yeah. He, he's a little time to adjust the NFL. Right. He has the tool, he has the size, he has the speed. But he's a freak. He's a freak, but, you know, freak doesn't mean he can be translate well right away to NFL. I, I I'll, tend, be, I'll be a little weird. Mike Williams, I think, if you if you get him late, you want to be patient for him. I think he's out for a month, six weeks. Maybe you address him late because he he's a beast. Make him a quicker, uh, like a last-round pick yeah, or something like I, that. I'd sell every single wide receiver in this draft. Yeah. yeah I don't believe in punt any him. of them. You punt any receivers. Yeah, punt all the, rookie wide receivers, zero of them. The one guy who you I kind of... You're president besides Odell Beckham, maybe Landry... The guy's coming right away and your best receiver in your team. The guy I look at is most likely to have uh, a positive season as a fantasy player from the wide receiver position as a rookie is a guy who I actually didn't really love during draft time, and that's John Ross. I thought he got overhyped because of his measurables. I didn't see the supernatural wide receiver things that translate to the NFL, yeah. and it made me a little nervous that I wouldn't pick him as high as he was projected. That all being said, I think his situation – is the best for him to succeed as a rookie in Cincinnati. I mean, A.J. Green's a stud. Andy Dalton is super solid. Like, he's going to get the job done. He's going to throw a lot of yards. He's going to throw yeah. some touchdowns. And he's a guy who can can go under the radar next Would to A.J. Green and Tyler Reifert. The safest rookie receiver, you think? I, I don't know. I've been hearing a lot of things about Cooper I, I, Cup. I have a, I have a oxymoron, a safe I think receiver. Cooper Cup and Zay Jones on the Bills just because the Bills have nobody. Someone's got to get the yards. Right. Someone's got to get the And that's why Robbie, Robbie Anderson... Shout yeah. out Jets fans. Robbie Anderson will be a meaningful fantasy player this year somehow. I did an over-under for our league. Over-under, three and a half Jets drafted. You got to take Powell. Push. You got to give me three and a half or I'm taking push all day. <laughs> Powell, Forte maybe. I don't, Forte might, be, not, might not be a Jets tomorrow. He'll get drafted though. But he, he might not be a Jets. Yeah. Powell get drafted. Anderson, after that, it's their fourth Jets that will be drafted this year. No. Sharon Peak. No. No. Like they're going to be waiver wire guys if they put up numbers. That's it. That's it. All right, let's keep this moving. Those are the rookies, running backs, and receivers. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, I want you to give your true and true sleeper pick. So if you're not ready right now or if you are, you can go first. Or if you want Adam, me to you go know, first. We're in the same league. Might want to show our hand. Oh, all right. So do you want me to just give my sleeper? Yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a good one. And I've talked this guy up before in the past on the Sports Blog New York podcast, and I'm going to keep doing it. Probably not too happy. Probably not going to make New York fans too happy, but I think Carson Wentz can be the best quarterback in the NFC East this season. You're not the only one who thinks that. I'm not, I guess. I guess not. I've heard. I've heard a little bit, but some people look at me like I'm crazy. You pick him up really late, or in your case, for really cheap. You go for a dollar, two dollars. You can stash him on the bench, and if he starts playing well, and your quarterback's not that great, Carson Wentz. I think his floor is to be average. 
And I think his, his ceiling this year is pretty high. Top 10 guy? Right there. Right there. I think if he ends up being your starting quarterback, you will be happy every week sending him out there. Kind of Kirk Cousins two years ago, right? Yes. Almost exactly. Because say say you end up with a Philip Rivers we used before as a, as a, as a person. That's going to go kind of late, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to put a lot of stock into your quarterback position. And you take Philip Rivers. And he either gets hurt or you have Big Ben and he gets hurt. And somebody is underperforming. You have Russell Wilson and he's, he's banged up again. I don't know. One of these guys who's average to good, who you don't trust for a full season, you get Carson Wentz very late and you might be set up to have a breakthrough wide receiver. I mean, quarterback. And God forbid you're in a keeper. You might have a franchise quarterback, a fantasy franchise quarterback for the last pick in the draft. Yeah, or the second to last I'm, pick I'm in the draft. I'm also big on Wentz. I think he's going to be really good. So you, do you think I'm sleeping too much because... Maybe he's going to go higher, and I'm not the only one who thinks this way. Or do you think it's just a, a reasonable I just, idea? I just don't put quarterbacks as like I'm not a big like quarterbacks is whatever to me. Especially so. a backup quarterback, right? It would be your backup yeah, quarterback. Yeah, so like I wouldn't even waste a bench spot. You on might, a get quarterback. Like, might get undrafted. Depends how deep your league is. How many rounds you have? How deep your bench is. Very interesting. All right, so that, that's my sleeper. That's my sleeper, Carson Wentz. I think he's going to have a good year, really good year. No, uh, New York players. Who do you think? Besides the obvious, Odell. I think Sterling Shepard is going to be very solid. Yeah. Like I said, I think he's going to be better fantasy than Brandon Marshall just because I think he's going to be that go-to in the middle of the field, just get possession catches guy and well, break, break a couple. I like Bilal Powell a lot. I just think because the Jets quarterback situation is so bad that and the, their receivers are so bad, he's just going to get a bunch of dump-offs. Yeah. I think I don't think Forte is going to end up being on the team. Yeah. I think they'll get rid of him before week one. I think it's just going to be the Powell show. There you go. Uh, who's the Jets kicker? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> They're gonna be kicking a lot of field goals this year. Relative to how many touchdowns they're, they're gonna be getting, yeah. I'm saying. That, that's pretty good stuff. Alright, well any last words for the fantasy football podcast, because we've done everything. We've done quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, rookie, sleepers, the whole nine. Hopefully you guys enjoyed, but you guys got any last thoughts for fantasy football? Uh I would say don't overthink it. Get the guys you want to root for. Um have fun. Uh if you, said, if, you want, if you like a quarterback, go get a quarterback. And pay your league fees. A, pay your league fees <laughs> a ton. Pay on draft day. Yeah. Um, man, it's about it. Have fun. Pick you guys you want. Yeah, just harping back to what we started with. Be different. Try an auction draft. Even yeah. if it's not your big one, if it's not going to count, just to try it out. I cannot stress enough how much fun it is. Try an auction draft. I guarantee you will fall in love with it. You guys told me I think next year I'm going to be making a very <laughs> solid effort to get an auction draft in my fantasy world. That's really interesting it'll be, stuff. It'll also be very fun the first year because everyone's available. Right. right. Yeah, That's very interesting. It's really, you'll have a great time. It sounds like mayhem. It is the best. It's um organized mayhem. We try to organize right. it. Be good. It's not like everyone just I mean, sits on the couch. Like There's tables. Like You guys have a website for your fantasy league with like... You know, yeah, history yeah. and all this stuff. So I don't know if my friends can, can we, put we this Kurt together. Ang- we had Kurt Angle do a video for us. What? Yeah. How? We'll show you that afterwards. All yeah. right. We'll put it on the website. We, got, we might have to put that one on. I'm on the Twitter. I do all like Excel stuff. I put everything in Excel. Who's worth this? Who's worth that? It's very tedious. You need to know. Oh my god! If you give me a player, me and Joe, one of us, tell you how much he is this year. That's great. Yeah. All right. Let's let's try it. We got two minutes. We got one minute until. A minute and twenty, so okay. we might as well make this a round okay. number. You have the, uh, you have to, you have to start a roster sheet. I have, I have the roster sheet. Yeah. Yep. Okay, here we go. Jordan Matthews. You think twelve? Twelve. Wow, spot on. Um, how about this guy? A guy we didn't talk about. Will Fuller. You think twelve too? Oh, no, tw- that's 22, 22. correct. No, you were right the first time. Twelve. Yeah, All right. 
How about how about Lata- big guys too. Latavis Murray? Murray? Latavis, yeah. Um, he was like thirty. Thirty-eight. Yes, yeah, I. Very close. Forty. That's super close. You guys were thirty. Okay. Okay. Last one. Last one. Last one. Here we go. Russell Wilson. You think um thirty-eight? Uh, forty-eight. 36. Oh, 39. You were very uh, close. That's a good job. I told you. The commish and the other fantasy. The VP, the VP. Commish, VP, the VP of the league. They know their stuff, and they enjoy <laughs> the auction drafts. So hopefully you will, too, if you try it out. But hopefully you enjoyed the SBNY podcast. My name is Pete Kennedy. Phil DeMaio. Joe Staubach. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, review. Okay.